Are you a good tree or a bad tree? Do you produce good fruit or do you produce bad fruit? Well, join the messengers today as we discuss the importance of being deeply rooted in God. Well, hello everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we, of course, are... The Messengers. Oh, that was a nice little pause right there. Yeah. Give them time to think. Yeah. Oh, right. who are they again? Oh, yeah. let me think. Oh, yeah, they're the Messengers. Well, if this is the first time you've actually ever heard us, then we just welcome you to the show today. We uh, we love to, to pray, and we love to just see the, the Word of God go out forward. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just hope that this, this episode today will be a blessing to you. Yes. And uh, you want to tell them what it's about today, Trish? Yes, I do. We're going to be talking about the importance of good fruit and bad fruit. Right. We see in Scripture the examples of how we are to produce good fruit. One example is God is the root, Mm -hmm. Jesus is the tree trunk, Right. and we are the branches that produce fruit. That's right. See? So in the beginning, God's first command to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful Fruitful. and multiply. That's right. So they had to do math back then, too, huh? Wow. (laughs) They were way smart. I'm not good at math. (laughs) So So, let's see what they said. Yeah, this is in Genesis 1.28, and I'm going to be reading this uh, out of the Amplified version. So it's turned up just a little bit. And what the Amplified does, if you guys out there listening don't know, is it uh, it adds a little more uh, wording to it, Mm -hmm. and it it helps explain a little bit more. It adds it in brackets so right. it doesn't actually it's not like adding to the bible it's just kind of explaining a little bit more right yeah so i just don't i'm not going to read the bra- that there's a bracket there i'm just going to read it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you have an amplified bible on your on your phone or or, or hard copy just uh, open it up and open up to genesis 1 and let's get started mm-hmm. it says this and god blessed them granting them certain authority and said to them be fruitful Multiply and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over or dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. Wow. That was a lot of power. That is a lot of power. And we still have that power today. We do. So many people don't realize that. That's right. Well, over and over, God commanded in the Old Testament... That people were to be fruitful and multiply. So it wasn't just Adam and Eve. It was all the people that came after them. Right. This was his way of expressing the need to fill and subdue the earth. And they did this by the seed that God planted in them. And you know what? So can we. That's right. God's planting that same seed in us. So our root is founded in God. We have to have the root or we won't produce the fruit. We need to grow in him to grow our fruit. Right. Jesus even said to the people in John chapter 15. And this is actually John chapter 15, verses 16 through 17, but this one is out of the New King James Version. You did not choose me, but I chose and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. That's so important. That is one of the greatest commandments. Love one another. Right. That's right. 
So we also know that God is the Word, and we must remain in Him. And it says that in John 15, verses 1 through 8. And this is actually out of the New Living Translation. And it's titled... What's that? As though we're trying to mix it up a little bit. So the, the title of this is Jesus, the True Vine. So once again, John 15, verses 1 through 8, out of the New Living Translation. I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me, and my word remains in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. You will produce much fruit. You are my true disciples." This brings great glory to my Father. Amen. He just has a way with words, doesn't he? Yes, he does. That Jesus fellow. (laughs) (laughs) So when we receive God as our root, we receive life through Jesus. The life we receive flows from the root, through the vine, and to the branches. If we are not connected to the vine, Jesus, then we cannot get the nourishment from the root, God. So, I bet you're probably wondering, and Marcus is about to ask me a big question. What in the world is good fruit? (gasps) I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, our first stop is to look at the fruit of the Spirit. And this is found in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 26. And again, this is out of the New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since they live by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. That's true. That is really true in our lives today. And it's easy for us to do that as people. But it says very explicitly, don't do that. Right. (laughs) So, but in order to have the fruits, you must have the gift of God's Holy Spirit dwelling within you. That's why they're called the gifts, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, the gifts of the Spirit. There are gifts of the Spirit, too. But we're talking about fruit today. Fruit today. Fruit. Yeah. (laughs) So, with the Holy Spirit, one becomes spiritually alive, Mm -hmm. beginning a whole new life. God's Spirit is like the life-giving sap that flows up the trunk of the tree so that its branches can yield fruit. 
and God will prune us, which is not always so exciting, right. <laughs> but it's so worth it in the end, and it, it gives us better fruit. That's right. And if we don't allow him to prune us, then the dead fruit can lead to destruction. Right. So let's look at Matthew 7, verses 17 through 20. And this is out of the NIV, the New International Version. (laughs) That's right. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. That's good. That's a really, you know, that's really important to, um, you'll be able to recognize everyone from their fruit. Right. So you notice there's also, in the last two that we talked about, uh, when we talked about this, he talks about throwing it into the fire. That's right. And when, it's th- when, when your, your fruit is thrown into the fire or your branches, your dead branches, that just, it, it completely eats it up. It burns it up. Burns so it up. There's and there's, there's just a little bit of ash left. Mm-hmm. So there's not, a, there's not really much left of the bad fruit. Mm-hmm. So just get rid of it. Yeah. Before, Let him before you, you have to throw it in the fire. <laughs> Let's not right. be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because you may not have fire protection like they did. <laughs> Don't even tempt it. (laughs) (laughs) So before we're born again, we are, what are we, Marcus? Bad trees. That's right. But when we're saved, our bad tree is uprooted and thrown into the fire. When that tree is dead, then we are... Born again, right? Right. And we have new seed of the good tree through Jesus. When we are a good tree... We will produce good fruit. Very good. Oh, You're doing great today. I'm glad this wasn't a multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my personal time right here. I just love how it's written in Psalms 1-3 and Jeremiah 17, 7-8. through 8. Okay. And first we're going to read, we're just going to read Psalms uh, 1, verse 3, but I'll give you a little backstory. He's talking about... A righteous person. Right. So Psalms 1-3 out of the NIV says, That person, which is a righteous person, he's talking about, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Amen. We know people like that. We, we are people that. like that. We are people like that. <laughs> well, we know people like that too, though. Yes, that's true. It's awesome. And we hope you are like that. But if you're not, we hope we will help you get there, right? That's right. But well, we won't, but the Word will. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll help you with the Word. With the Word. There you go. <laughs> that's right. All right. And this next verse will kind of help, help steer you too. This is Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. And it, this one's out of the NLT as well. It says, But... Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank. This is the best part of this. Mm-hmm. With roots that are reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. 
It's because that river is right there. Their roots are so far down. Mm -hmm. And that means that when you keep reading the Bible and you keep understanding it more and more, your roots get deeper and deeper into the Word of God and are uprooted out of this world. So you look to God for your answer Mm -hmm. and not this world because this world doesn't have anything for you. That's right. This world wants to see you fail, but God wants to see you succeed in every aspect of your life. Amen. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So, notice God's beautiful portrayal of His people as flourishing fruit trees. It excites me to know that my tree will bloom when it's ready. Just like it says in Psalms uh, verse 3, it says, It yields its fruit in season. And I love that. Because it's in my season. I don't have to hurry and try and yield my fruit for someone else's season. Right. We're all different. We all have our own, we're in our own relationship with God in places. Right. <laughs> so and then, and we, each, each one of us have our own season too. Yes. So we're So my season can be different than Trisha's season. Yeah. We know each other so well. You know, we, we, uh, finish each other's sentences we do things and we just we know each other Mm -hmm. you know inside and out right but the fact is her seasons are different than mine yes there will be times that i understand things and there'll be there'll be more times that she understands (laughs) things but uh just the fact is that she has a she has different seasons than i do and i have different seasons than our pastor Mm -hmm. we have different seasons than our friends Mm -hmm. than our family yeah. So some of our family don't have any seasons, it seems like, uh, but they're going to get there, I, I pray, one day. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But it's wonderful because they have that promise that, you know, you don't have to be where somebody else is. And sometimes, just like we talked about jealousy, you shouldn't be jealous that someone has a different season or is flourishing in their season and you're kind of not seeming to flourish. Right. <laughs> but you need to take pride in where you are and you get closer to God all the time and then when you're ready, you'll be flourishing also. Right. That's right. Amen. So I love that about those verses. So we can't live without the life provided for us from the root that flows through the vine. We've we will say this as many times as we can in this yeah in this thing because it is so so important. Everything that we were talking about today has to do with these simple little facts. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people can look at this and say that's just so simple. Why? Mm-hmm. It's because God is God. God doesn't make things hard. That's right. We make things hard. Yeah. So yeah, He wants us to just give. He wants to give us the facts. And show us the way to go and point us in the right direction. And it's it's up to us to walk down um, the road that he's given us. Right. So so but he's there planting seeds for you and, and when you go out and talk to other people, you plant seeds because that's what you do. You're a fruit tree. That's what when you speak into someone's life, when you compliment someone, when you tell them what God has done for you. You're planting seeds in their hearts. Right. It's like taking a piece of fruit from your own tree and handing it to them and saying, Here, this is great. This is this this is the best tasting fruit you'll ever have. That's right. And that fruit is the word of God. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what's so great. You know, you, you hand them you give them a big old handful of the word of God and nothing, you know, if they if they receive that, they're gonna eat that and it's gonna be the sweetest thing they've ever had. That's right. 
But if they don't receive it, it's going to be bitter. Or they're just going to throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. They won't understand it. Right. So, which is very sad. But if we're not rooted in God, like we're talking about, then we're really not truly living. Right. Isn't that interesting? Well, living in this world isn't really living. Right. Living for this world is not really living. (laughs) (laughs) But living for God is truly living. And I think you have a verse about that. Right. But let me just say this also before I read this verse. Um, You know, you've probably seen the shirts out there or you've probably heard the term, I am in this world, but I am not of it. Yes. And that just simply means we're living in this world right now, but since we have been redeemed and set free mm-hmm. from, from sin and death, and that means we're part of, we're, we're part of God's world. Mm-hmm. And that means that we're, we're in this world, but we're not of it because we're part of God's world. That's, That's right. awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's look at Acts 17, verse 28 out of the NLT. It's very short. It says, For in Him we live and move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are His offspring. Amen. So, I love that. For in Him we live and move. And some, when I grew up, I don't remember which version it is, but there was a song, In Him we live and move and have our being. So, that's the life, you know. That's our life through God. We should always be living a truthful, honest life. Amen. So, Jesus himself even said that he could not do anything apart from his Father. Right. So, he said this in John 5, verses 19. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified again because it just, it just adds a little bit more meat to this. Mm. So, Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself or of his own accord unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever things the Father does, the Son, in his turn, also does the same way. That's right, and it's kind of it's kind of hard to think about. We know Jesus came to earth, and we know he could do everything. He had the power of God inside him. So it's hard for people to think, well, Jesus could do everything. What do you mean he can't do it? But he saw what God was doing. He was doing what God was doing, his father. And he even said he couldn't do the bad things because that's not what his father was doing. Right. His father was doing all the good things, and so that's what he did. Right. I love that. And that's one thing also that people say, well, why can't God do this and that? Is he limited? Well, yeah, he's limited. He can't lie. Mm -hmm. He can't go back on his word. There are many things that God can't do Mm -hmm. because they are against his will. Mm-hmm. And a promise. He can't right. break a promise. Right. So we can now see from the Word of God that there are good trees and bad trees. And even though we're born a bad tree, there's good news. <laughs> Through Jesus, we've been grafted into the root of the vine. That means that the old is passed away, like Marcus said, just thrown into the fire, just all gone. And the new has come, so now we are a new tree. And Jesus said in John 5, 24, that whoever has believed in him has eternal life. Right, so this is out of the New King James Version. And once again, this is John 5, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, 
He who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Amen. That's what I was talking about. Not in this world, or we're in this world, but not of it. Mm-hmm. That's just Jesus you know, telling us. Yeah. That we have passed from death to life. Amen. And that's not like a vampire life, like, oh, you're never going to die, or you're reborn again all the time. It's not that. That's not true everlasting life. The everlasting life is going, after we pass from this world, we go to heaven. We go to eternity eternity. to be with God. That's right, and that is awesome. Some days I'm like, Lord, just take me to heaven. (laughs) But then I see, like Paul said, it's more important for me to be here on earth, helping others, teaching like you guys, teaching our listeners, um, teaching Sunday school, just doing the things that we do every day to help people. That's what's most important right now. And sharing God's love. Yes. Just telling somebody, hey, good morning, or hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. Or God bless you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all about just, just showing that we have Jesus in us. That's right. And many, many people will see that and say, there's something different about you. What is it? Mm-hmm. And that's, well, that's, that's a great open door right there. It is, yes. It sure is. So when we're producing good fruit, we need to lead by example, as the Word tells us. Let's take a letter from Paul to Timothy, telling him to be an example to the others in everything he did in order that they might look past his youth and they would listen to him. So that's Timothy was really young, and, and it seemed like he had a hard time getting the older people to really stop and listen to him. Well, yeah, because older people don't, don't really think that the younger generation or the younger people have any wisdom. That's right. They but, think they don't know what they're talking about because right. they haven't lived long enough because they haven't learned all their lessons. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They have been through what I've been through, son. <laughs> yeah, but that's not true. God right. uses who he uses. Right. So 1 Timothy 4.12 out of the NIV says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So what he's telling him to do is, just if somebody's looking down on you, just live a good life. Yeah. Live a life worth wanting people to look at. Mm-hmm. Worth wanting pe- people to say, what's different about you? Mm-hmm. Show your fruit. Right. And you know, this can also be not just a young in age, but also a, a young in your spiritual growth. Right. Some some people, unfortunately, um, of the older generation, feel that they've already learned it all. They don't need to learn new stuff. These people don't understand. It's just this way, this way, this way. And that's not how God works. He's right. always fluid. He's always moving. He's always with you taking you different places in your relationship with him. So you may be a young believer, but um, you may have understanding that someone else may not. Right. Absolutely. So 1 Peter 5 tells us not to lord over the things entrusted to us, but to be an example to the flock. Right. 1 Peter 5, verses 2-3-3 out of the NIV says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, 
as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. That's right. And a lot of people think or say that that's just for pastors, or that's just for priests, or that's just for higher-up people. Or Sunday school teachers. <laughs> <laughs> or youth leaders. But, yes, but it's, it's true for them, definitely, you know, especially, but it's true for everyone. You are someone that you should be an example that someone around you can see and say, hey, if they're willing to live their life that way, maybe they can help me live my life that way. Right. So you should be producing the fruit that everybody just wants and coming to you and asking things from you. How do I learn more about God? You know, what is so different about you? What can you help me do this? And just things like that. So we need to be open and willing to help those people. Right. And that just uh, completely goes in line with what we just read about uh, Paul telling Timothy, don't let your youth be an issue. Yes. You know, but live a life there where people can say, oh, maybe he's an old soul or something mm-hmm. like that. Li- living, living the life that God has, for, has, has set in this path for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't go out and do live the way you used to mm-hmm. before you you put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, it, sometimes it's really hard not to get back go back to that. I mean, there are times that I could definitely see myself falling back into that old life, mm-hmm. and you know, I just have to look forward and say, no, I'm not going. I have to make that conscious decision yeah. and say, no, I am not going to do this. Do I slip and slip sometimes? Of course. Of course we no, do. I'm never perfect. No. I'm never going to be, and I'm not striving to be perfect. The only yeah. perfect person that has ever been here has been Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would like to strive to be like Him, but there's no way that I could ever be like Him. Right. Exactly so. like Him. Right. Yeah. So one way for us to show our fruit is to do what the Word tells us. We're told in Mark 16 that we will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Devils will be cast out. People will speak in a new tongue. These types of things should not be unusual in a Christian's daily walk, but they should be like an everyday occurrence if we're truly bearing fruit for the kingdom. Yes, that is correct. So, you know, we may not... You may be a Christian and you don't see these things in your life. You're not seeing things come to fruition, I'll say. But you need to stop and check your fruit. You need to get back with God and say, Okay, God, where am I going wrong? Where's my bad fruit? And how do I get it good again? And if you want to start living that way, hey, find somebody that's living that way and start hanging out with them. Yeah. You know? We started hanging out with some people that used to go out witnessing on the streets. So we started doing that. Our, we went out with them for a bit. Mm-hmm. And man, we got excited about that. We started yeah. doing that ourselves. Yeah. You know, I started seeing people lay hands on the sick. And I was like, oh, I got to do that too. Yeah. So I started learning how to, I started reading the word and finding out what the word said I could do. Mm-hmm. And I started laying hands on the sick and speaking the word over people and seeing them healed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just. You know, maybe of a little sickness here and there. There, there you. If you go back and listen to some of our old episodes, I talk about some of the uh, the healings we saw when we went on a mission trip to Haiti. Yeah, amazing stuff. And there are different people that we have laid hands on in the church and seen them completely healed. Yeah. And 
people that weren't even Christians. Yeah. <laughs> and that is what God's all about. He it's not it's not that God has a healing for Christians only. Right. He Jesus died for everybody mm-hmm. to be healed. And he those even... stripes he bore. God. Those stripes that Jesus bore were for everyone. Not just the, the believers. They were for mm-hmm. everyone. So don't ever if you are out there laying hands on the sick, don't you ever deny somebody that is not a Christian the healing that they des- that they that's been paid for already. That's right, that's right. And Jesus even said that he came for the sick. Right. He didn't come for the people who are We're, Christians or just believed in him. He came for the people who needed his help. Right. He even he even taught, said he was like a doctor. He people don't go or he didn't people don't go to the doctor. If they're not sick, mm-hmm. but he goes, he, Jesus went to them, mm-hmm. and that is what the big difference was. Right, is we don't we're not supposed to wait for people to come to us. Mm-hmm. We we don't need people to hear. Oh, that person over there, he he touches, he lays hands on the sick. Why don't you go see him? We should be saying, Hey, see somebody in a wheelchair? Hey, can I pray for you? What what's going on? Hey, are you're sick? What can I do? What mm-hmm. what, what, is, what does the doctor say? Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh let's 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 uh. That's covered under, covered under the stripes of Jesus. So you know what? We're going to cast that thing out in Jesus' name and see you healed. Amen. Amen. And that's the way. That's the way you do it. You you take the authority Jesus has already given you. Mm-hmm. And a good way to do that is um, there. We have an episode here on the on the Messenger's website that talks about authority. Right. You can go through that, and it'll you know bump you up about how. You have authority and what authority you have and how you can use it. Right. So we would recommend going back and, and reading that because that was a strong message. Right. Very, very good. Because <laughs> it's the Word of God. <laughs> That's right. Let's look at Mark 16, verses 17 through 18 out of the King James Version. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. So there's so many things that the Word of God tells us to do. And and He's telling His people, you're not going to get hurt when you're in my will. You know, Mm -hmm. when you're doing something that I'm asking you to do, don't worry about anything. The world can't. The world can't touch you. Don't let it get into your life. Don't let that doubt Get in. Don't let you know the devil come in and just twist those those truths around. Just stay focused on God and stay planted in His words and just grow your roots deeper and deeper. That's what we need to do. Amen. So when people see you doing these things, like we talked about, they're gonna want what you have. When the fruit of the Spirit is present in your life through the Holy Spirit, you are abiding in Christ and in the church then people will take notice and see that you're different. They notice that you're different. It's all up to you, though. You must make a conscious decision to want to do the works of the Spirit. Just as Jesus warned in Matthew 7:16, we will know false prophets by their fruit. So, others will also know us by the fruit we produce in our lives. But the most important thing that you have to remember is that the choice is yours. You can decide to become a good tree and produce good fruit, or you can decide to stay a bad tree and not 
produce good and get, fruit. And get thrown into the fire. That's right. Yeah. So that's the great thing about God is that he leaves it up to us. He gives us choice. He doesn't make us do anything. He, he leads us, and he will show us what to do, but he doesn't make us do it. Right. Amen to that. Amen. So this has been a, another episode, you know. We've had yeah. a great time with this one, but this would not be an episode of The Messengers if we did not give you, the listener, the choice to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you have never done this. So choosing Jesus as your Lord and Savior is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life. So let's look at what God says. It's a promise from Him. It says in Romans 10, verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And then Romans 10.13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. And by the grace of God, He's already done everything to provide salvation for you. Your part is to simply believe and receive. You see, God wants you exactly the way you are. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he took me and He cleaned me up. You know, I was a pretty bad fish. <laughs> pretty smelly. Had a lot of stuff on me. But you know what? God took me the way I was, and He cleaned me up, and I am the man I am today because I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And I'm so glad. So it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, what you've said or, or what's been done to you. You know, God wants to take everything that we've done, wad it up like a piece of paper, and make you a brand new piece of paper. He gives you a brand new, a brand new slate mm-hmm. because you've been born again. Mm-hmm. So if you're ready to take the life that you've been living and completely change it and live for God and change your eternal address, I would love for you to pray this out loud with me. You don't have to scream this, but you must believe this in your heart that what we're about to say is true. So pray this. Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. And the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus, the truth of His Word will come to pass in your spirit. And now that means you've been born again and that there is a brand new you. Yes. And there is a party going on in heaven right now if you, re- if you just prayed that out loud. That's right. Angels are rejoicing, so is God. So oh, good grief. So we would love... Yeah to hear from you if you've just prayed that so that we can help you not just pray that, but we also want to make sure that you don't just stay stagnant in your faith. You need to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. You need to understand what it says. And if you come to a point where you don't understand it, let us know. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to go to our website. It is www.themessengersradio.com. 
And once you get there, click on that contact button and fill that little form out. And that'll go to both Trisha and myself. Now right above that form is our individual emails. So if you only want to email one of us, that's fine as well. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you in any way that we can. Yes. So we're also uh, on different places. We're uh, on Facebook. Facebook. We're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> we're on iTunes. We're all mm-hmm. over the place. We are just branching out. We are branching out, just like a tree, right? That's right. God is the roots. roots. Jesus (laughs) is, or God is the root. Jesus is the trunk, and we're branching out. Yes, through social media. (laughs) But if you go to our website, you will see that on the front page we have buttons that take you to each each one of our little social media things. And we're going to hopefully be able to do more soon. But we've been doing uh, several YouTube videos lately. Yes. So we got some new YouTube stuff up. So check out. Tell them how to find it. You go to YouTube.com. Actually, go to our website and then click on the YouTube icon. Uh-huh. That'll take you right to it because we have to have at least 100 followers, I think, in order for us to get our own name. So it's like oh. letters and numbers right now. <laughs> so I don't want to give everybody letters and numbers. <laughs> so the best way to do it is go to the front page and click on the YouTube uh, icon and it'll mm-hmm. take you right to it. That's right. So until next episode, we hope this has been a blessing to you. Yes. You have a great day or a great night. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Have you enjoyed this episode of The Messengers? They would love to hear from you. Join them on the website at www.themessengersradio.com or on Facebook at Messengers Radio and let them know if they can pray for you or stand with you on anything.